Hello, it is Friday morning. I am sitting in my kitchen. Uh, this is Tim, by the way, uh, and this is Tim answers your questions. Tim A A's Y Q's. Um, yeah. Okay, we're doing this. We're doing this alone. Um, Tom is off on a bender somewhere. Uh, really worried about him. Uh, just being really reckless, not responding to my texts or responding intermittently um, with really cryptic, um, obviously pretty drunk, uh, nonsensical replies. So, uh, hey, wish him the best. Just kidding. Uh, he's away. Um, he'll be back soon. But because our scheduling snafu got a little, or scheduling got a little screwed up, um, it's going to be a, another day or so before we uh, discuss the conclusion of the Chuck Klosterman book, The 90s, on Books, the podcast. So, this is a classic Tide the Patrons Over So They Don't Cancel Their Membership episodes. Um no, nah, that's not really what it is. But um, yeah, the 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 last episode or the the fourth episode of Chuck Klosterman, the '90s for books, the podcast is coming um, sooner rather than later by the end of the weekend, definitely. But hey, let's have some fun. Just uh, just me and you guys. I'm uh, alone in my kitchen right now. My son is napping in his new crib. Um, it's his first nap in a new crib. I'm sure you guys are really uh, excited to hear that. So you might hear a little bit of the white noise machine through the monitor that is sitting uh, on the table next to me. Um, so I can tell if he wakes up. And if he wakes up, hey, sorry, you're going to have to deal with a baby on this thing. Look, I have a baby now, so um, sorry. Actually, no, I, I don't apologize for having a baby. Come on, guys. Look, I have a life. You can't just sit around and talk about books and Marvel movies and batteries with Tom all the time. Sometimes you got to care for a, a little five-month-old baby drinking coffee. I woke up not too long ago. Uh, I haven't eaten yet. Um, and I think this is going great. This is going great, right? It is going really great. Okay, so I put out a call yesterday on Patreon, Patreon for the patrons to, uh, to, that's you guys, submit some questions, and I'm going to answer some of them. I'm not going to answer all of them. There's a lot of them, and I got to say, there's nothing that makes me feel better or or more appreciative and when I just post something randomly, like, hey, uh, post some questions that, like, seems like immediately we get a lot of questions. Uh, that really warms my heart. Hey, loved, I uh, really love engaged um, patrons. Uh, and uh, thank you for uh, for caring about this stupid stuff. All right, enough of that. All right, I'm just going to pick some at random, random, right? Um, hold on one second. All right. Um, hey, let's start it off with uh, Ray Lynn. I think I'm pronouncing that right. R A E H Ray Ray Ray. Is this? Oh, is this? Is this one of those? Um, I'm, everybody's gonna be like, "You idiot!" It's like Susan, and that's how they spell Susan. Whatever. Um, I hope uh, I'm just blanket apologies if I mispronounce anybody's name wrong. That'll probably happen several times. Uh, so uh, apologies. Uh, nothing personal. I'm just kind of an idiot. All right. Number one. Uh, Ray Lynn asks, are you going to dress your son up for Halloween this year? Yes. He was born just before Halloween last year. Um, and... Uh, he was like a tiny baby that we could, you know, you weren't supposed to dress him up as anything. Apparently, I think they put really tiny babies in those, uh, 
those pumpkin costumes and nothing against that but like come on a little generic right um so basically we were more concerned this past year with like uh figuring out how do we keep this baby uh safe and warm because we don't know we we you know we had never done that with a baby before um all the babies that we dealt with were cold and unsafe and uh uh so uh we didn't dress him up but you're not asking about last year you're asking about this year and yeah we're gonna dress him up i don't know i don't know what he's gonna dress up as maybe he'll have interests by then he doesn't really seem to have interests yet he's got this uh like this thing that hangs down on his play mat it's like this yellow plastic flower thing that he pulls on and puts in his mouth that's pretty much his only interest so maybe if they sell a yellow plastic flower baby costume he'll be almost he'll be a year old at that point he's a year old he can he can help figure it out he'll have interests probably dress him up like a dang muppet or something who knows um, thanks for the qu- the question. Uh, yes, to answer your question, yes, we are going to dress him up for Halloween this year. Um, if he wants to, if he hates it, if 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 we put a, a this is what I'm finding with babies. Um, sometimes you think like, oh, he's gonna love this, and then uh, you know you oh, he's gonna love this episode of the Muppet Show or whatever. He he doesn't really like. Well, uh, he hasn't really seen any screens that's a that's a bad example oh he's gonna like this song oh yeah i play him a lot of music and uh i'm just like oh this baby's gonna love this song and sometimes uh the song will come on and it'll just be uh you know he'll hate it to start crying like dad i don't like deer hoof is what his cries say um and so you just have to kind of be like okay well i guess we're not gonna listen to that music so i imagine that might happen with the with the costume like oh yeah you're gonna be gonzo for halloween and then uh he's just gonna scream when he put the gonzo costume on him so thomas calder asks who can run faster you or tom i think we uh argued about this a little bit before coming to what i think is uh probably the correct answer is that tom could probably beat me in a sprint um his legs are longer for christ's sakes uh i'm just at a severe disadvantage there i don't know if you guys know this tom is very tall it's huge uh he can't he can't fit in normal places his legs are too long um and i think i would um be better distance i i i not so much lately guys look i've been busy but i i run distances sometimes a few miles um i think tom would crap out pretty quickly so uh short distances tom long distances me and maybe i'll get my sprinting game up and uh and when i'm talking short distances i'm saying like 30 40 feet like uh to uh the other side of the apartment or whatever um anything else you know like i think i'll okay i'm faster i can run faster uh, Drew Felt uh, asks, how well do y'all, meaning uh, me and Tom, know the Rude Tales of Magic crew? Now, Rude Tales of Magic is this fantastic and hilarious podcast. Um, it's a uh, it's an actual play. It's like a role-playing game, Dungeons & Dragons-style uh, show. Um, recommend it. Uh, listen to it. Love it. Um, you know, go, go listen to it. Uh, don't stop listening to our shows or stop being a patron for us. But, um, yeah, go check them out. We don't look, the producer is this guy, Taylor Moore, who is a friend of ours. And I think probably the funniest person I've ever met, the, one of the most brilliant people I've ever met. He, uh, he's running or helping to run that show over there. Um, so know him pretty well. And, uh, the rest of the crew, I know Branson Reese is on that, um, pass by him. I don't think he would, I think he was my buddy's roommate at one point. I don't know. I'm talking out of school here, but, uh, now nah, I don't really know the rest of the guys. Um, but go listen to Rude Tales of Magic. It is a very funny show. All right. 
is this boring? Does this stink? Should I stop doing this? <sighs> We're going to keep doing it. How are you guys doing? <sighs> should I should I edit out those parts where I'm drinking coffee? Is that obnoxious? Sound off in the comments. Is the coffee drinking obnoxious? All right, Taylor asks, as a New Yorker, what do you think are the actual coolest places to see in New York? I get this question a lot. Um, I've lived in New York City. New York City, where they make that shitty, shitty salsa that's not as good as paste picante or whatever. Uh, I've lived in the city for, I guess, 22 years now. I'm old. I went to college in Manhattan and I just never left, baby. I went to I went to LA for a few months and I went to Long Island for a few months also. Um but other than that, I've been the twenty first century for Tim. It's been all NYC, baby. NYC in the twenty first century is what I said. Uh Y two K was happening. It's like uh, they're doing the countdown. I'm like, I better haul ass to New York City and put down my roots there. That's where that's where I want to be uh, till the day I die. So anyway, uh, I've done a lot of things here in New York City. I've, I've lived uh, more than one life here. Uh, yeah, that's true. You know, like uh, when I was younger, I was like uh, playing in bands and rock and roll. And then I started doing this. And then I got like a real uh, corporate job at one point and a government job. And now I... Uh, now I'm a family man. Look at all these lifetimes. Look at all these different perspectives I've gotten from New York City. Wow. Such growth. What a what a wonderful guy I am. Um so all that being said, I think I've like done all the things and I'm probably the worst place the worst person to ask what are the actual coolest places to see in New York because um I haven't done you know, growing up around New York, you know, I grew up on Long Island, which is like, you know, uh, my town was like uh, an hour away from New York. I'd come in, I'd do the tourist stuff. I'd go to the Empire State Building. I'd go to the Statue of Liberty, Central Park and all that. Central Park is the best place on earth. Um, But, uh, so I haven't done that since I lived here. All that stuff is fascinating to me. And I think that's cool to do. You should do the touristy stuff if you come here. And then like all the actual cool stuff, um, when I was like going out pre pandemic, pre um, being old, um, I, th- I don't think those places are like around anymore, like the bars and restaurants that I liked. Um, and I was never really into the fancy se- into, I wasn't, I didn't have enough money to be like, Oh, go to this Michelin star restaurant. And it's got this chef that's, you know, fancy or whatever. Um, I think I'm in this weird place, New York, where, like, I'm not really taking advantage of all the cool New York stuff. Like, museums. You should, I mean, it's it's cliche. Just freaking go to the museums. Go to the, the MoMA. Uh, there's a cool museum in uh, Astoria, Queens, called the Museum of the Moving Image. I probably talked about this. Um, it's got, uh, first of all, an amazing... Uh, screening theater screening room place uh you can go in there and uh they screen all sorts of movies old movies new movies tom and i saw uh one of the christopher nolan movies there before it came out uh the one that i didn't like dunkirk um but they also show uh like i saw indiana jones or raiders of the lost ark there I saw uh, that weird Steven Spielberg movie, Bridge of Spies. They just show random movies there. Anyway, it's a cool place to go see um, uh, a movie that you've been uh, looking to see or a random movie that you've never seen. Look, uh, go there. They also have a Jim Henson exhibit with all his old puppets, um, which is really cool. Um, and I think they have a Kubrick exhibit right now that might be done. Anyway, I got off on a tangent. I don't know cool places in New York. Um, I'm in a weird place where like now, um, I'm paying, you know, a lot for housing. Um, everything is 20 times more expensive here than it is everywhere else. I think, I don't know. I've never really lived anywhere else. 
see, this is a problem. So, like, I think I'm fundamentally unable to live anywhere except New York, right? Because, like, uh, I don't like these New Yorkers. Oh, you wouldn't last five minutes in New York. I'm a real New Yorker. Um, New York, living in New York, it's like, uh, it's an idiosyncratic city where you have to, like, and I think that's just code for, like, a lot of stuff sucks here. It sucks to, to live here in a number of ways, right? It's very expensive. You you live in small places unless you have a lot of money. Um, it's pretty inconvenient to, to get around eh, from certain places. We do have a robust public transit system. You should take advantage of that. Um but you know, uh, you know, the, there's garbage on the streets and stuff's annoying, and there's loud noises, um, and then it's balanced out by all the culture and the wonderful things here. But I don't feel like I do the culture. So I think I just don't know how to live anywhere else. Um, whenever I'm out of the city on vacation, like uh, I, I think the lack of anxiety-inducing stimuli kind of uh, screws me up. I'm just like it's too quiet here, or like I ordered a bagel five minutes ago, and the the the, the lady behind the counter is still making it. What what gives? Um, so I'm impatient. Uh, I don't like quiet. Um, so that's why I'm in New York. So I don't know. There was there were bars and restaurants that I used to go to with my friends. Um, it was also cool. You go to the Strand. It's a bookstore near Union Square. It's on like I don't know, like uh, I want to say like Eleventh. No. Maybe 12th, 13th, 3rd Avenue? That sounds about right. Broadway? No, it's on Broadway. It's on Broadway. Tim, you idiot. It's on Broadway. Um, I don't know. Just, uh, I don't know what the real cool stuff is. Uh, New York's just like every other city now. Um, anyway. Uh, Luis Fernandez asks, Hi, Tim. Do you collect anything? If so, what? And if not, what could you see yourself collecting in the future? I... Lewis, thank you for the the question. I do not collect anything. I don't think. Um, yo, I collect fat stacks of bills in my bank account, right? Is that cool? Is that a cool thing to say? Uh, I hustle. Um, I'm on my grind. Is that cool? Um, I buy records from bands I like, but... Uh, I think that's just because I like having a physical copy of music and I don't have a CD player. I don't, like, go and, like, collect old vinyl or, like, rare vinyl. Um, So I don't think that counts. Um, I don't really have a lot of space for things, especially now with a baby, for things that I don't need. Uh, So they're coming out with a lot of cool, like, uh, Simpsons merch and Simpsons toys and stuff. Um, that are, like, specific to, like, classic episodes. Um, I always think I should buy that stuff, but I don't... No. When I was younger, I collected baseball cards, and that was kind of, like... It became an obsession a little bit, and I'm not even really a big baseball fan. So, I mean, I was a big baseball fan, I guess, when I was a kid. But, uh, and now those, those baseball cards just sit in the attic at my parents' house. So, like, I'm just kind of like, well, you know, what was the point of all that? That was hours of my life, and that was a lot of money that I, you know, a lot of money to a kid, like a pack was a couple dollars or whatever. Look, what I'm saying is, uh, no, I don't collect anything, but, you know, uh, I wouldn't know what to do with, you know, when you collect something, like, I know people who, like, collect a lot of, like, sports memorabilia. And, like, they have, like, autographs and, like, uh, you know, uh, equipment and balls from, from the you know, notable games and events and stuff. And then there's just, like, you just keep them, like, a museum in your house and just look at them. I don't know. Uh, to buy things that I use... I don't know. I don't know. I'm bad at everything. Um, All right. Sarah asks, Hi, Tim. Hi, Sarah. What do you think of the Jackass movies? Sarah, I love them. 
Uh, I love the Jackass movies. It kills me that uh, they just uh, released that they only released Jackass Forever into theaters instead of on uh, on streaming immediately. But I get why they did it. But I can't go to a movie theater right now because I got a little baby and I don't want to get him sick. I don't want to get him sick with the. I wouldn't bring the baby to see Jackass at a movie theater, although that would be a really cool first theater experience for him because i don't know if any of you have ever seen a jackass movie in the movie theaters um it's wild uh people are screaming people are running around people are like oh no you know they're like uh shielding their eyes uh you know uh high-fiving each other uh, it's mayhem and that you know the ideal way to watch a jackass movie is not sitting on your couch um at 3 a.m half asleep being like oh yeah oh, johnny Knoxville's blah, blah. okay um so hey i hope that if jackass 4 is still in theaters near you uh you will go see that movie um do what i can't do let me live vicariously through you um i will say this about the jackass movies i don't like the poop stuff all right i don't like the poop stuff i don't like the pee stuff i don't like the bodily fluid stuff uh it's fine. I get why it's there. Um, I shield my eyes. Um, I think there is a certain excitement to whenever a new segment starts being like, is this something that's going to make me feel like I'm going to puke or make me feel horrible? Um, and then you had to like guess. And sometimes you, you, you roll the dice wrong and then you see some poop and you're like, ah, dang, I should have closed my eyes. So I don't like that stuff. I don't pr- particularly like the the genital mutilation stuff which I, what i hear there's a lot of that in uh in the new one but we'll see i don't know as long as it's not like uh i don't like there's just one the, there's this one i think it was in jackass 3d where uh they just stand in front of a jet engine that's like blowing around it's great uh they, they do so many funny things the best thing about jackass movies is when they do something very stupid and they put like a very high concept spin on it like they dress up in like some sort of costume like they were standing behind this jet engine and they put a table like a restaurant table and had two people two of the jackass crew you know those guys we know them and love them uh you know sit at the table um in like formal evening wear they dressed up and went, and then uh, another guy on the other side of the jet engine dressed up like a waiter, and they they uh, they they had him carry a tray full of you know uh, plates and food and drink, uh, drinks, food and drink, um, and he walked through the path of the jet engine and just got blown away. But the fact that they all dressed up in costumes for that that was hilarious. But then at the end of it, you got Bam Margera. He takes out his wiener and pees into it, and she's like, "I don't want to. I don't. I don't need to see people urinating. See enough of that in my own life when I'm urinating. I gotta open, keep my eyes open, so I can make sure the pee goes in the right place. You know what I mean? Anyway, uh, I don't like that, and uh, yeah, I don't like the channel. But there's nothing. There is nothing better than number one, the pranks." And number two, the stunts. Um, they just do very stupid things. And as I get older, I realize, man, these guys are fucked. Um, I live a very low-impact life. And uh, my body hurts all the time because I sat down weird. Um, these guys are freaking like... Uh, riding a unicycle into a brick wall and getting shot out of a cannon and stuff. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's hard to imagine any of them as, like, you know, 70-year-olds, but, like, god damn, they're going to be, yeah, in some pain. All right, I probably don't need to call this out, but I see my son stirring on the monitor, so... We're going to take a quick break while I go check on him. We'll be right back. Okay, all right, I'm back. Um, It occurred to me in the break, is this really boring? Should I not be? Is this so boring? Should I stop doing this? I'm sorry. 
Um, I assume, I hope, that anybody who thought this was boring uh, has tuned out already and uh, canceled their Patreon subscription, but we will see. I uh, got a crib update. The baby uh, loves his new crib, um, although I'm not sure if he is actually sleeping at the moment or just kind of looking around at his crib. Uh, and that has been a crib update uh, from Tim about his baby. Uh, all right. Let's keep going. Did the jackass one. John Warner asks, What instruments do you play, and what combination of words would I have to search to find the other noises you make? Uh, I play uh, a few instruments not very well. I used to be good at the drums. I haven't played uh, much of the drums uh, lately. Um, it's uh, I don't play regularly, and my chops are really bad. But I've always primarily been a drummer, um, but I also play guitar. Um, I'm not very good at guitar, but I play it a lot. Um, I've been playing... This is another thing. This is one of the things where it's like, oh, you know what my son's really going to love when I sit there and I play him freaking Beatles songs on the guitar? Nope. Nope. He does not love that. Not one bit. I wouldn't say he hates it, but he's not super interested. So cross that one off. That was one. Oh yeah, this is going to be a nice bonding thing for us. And I know what you're thinking, Tim. What are you doing? Where's your wife? Did she? Did she leave the family? No, she's at work. You jerks. That's why it's me and, and the baby here alone. Um, and yeah, they they trust me to take care of a baby. They know I'm. You know. I can uh, make sure he sleeps, although I don't think he's sleeping right now. Um, and, oh, yeah, uh, I don't know if Tim will be able to uh, assess whether or not the baby is sleeping or not. Guess what? Yeah, maybe I'm not that great at it, but, uh, you know, it's it's fine. Yeah, he's kicking his feet. I don't, th- I don't know. Sometimes maybe babies kick their feet in their sleep. I kick my feet in my sleep. I'm not a baby. Who knows? What was the question? Oh, uh, yeah, and I also play a little bit of piano. Um, I'm trying to get better at piano. I have this keyboard set up in my apartment. I got a book of Billy Joel songs. I got a book of freaking Ben Folds 5 songs, and I'm trying to learn the actual, like, uh, recorded versions, right? So they're, like, transcriptions of it. And those guys are good at piano, and I'm not good at piano, so... Um, that makes things a little bit tougher because uh, I'm just like reading this music and trying to play it. And it's cool because like there's like complex stuff in there and I can play it really slowly. And I'm like, well, oh, this sounds like the album, but I'll never be able to play it. Like, so it actually sounds like the album to anybody else. That's okay. What am I going to give a piano concert? So anyway, I was in a band uh, called Tall Hands for a while. We recorded a pretty good EP slash album. Uh, man, like probably like 15 years ago, 16 years ago now. Um, I don't think it's like on the streamers or anything. So, uh, I don't know if you, uh, if you ever come across that, listen to that. Um, and I played, uh, I played with a band called The Woes, um, W-O-E-S. I'm not on a lot of their recordings. I came to them late and it's kind of a rotating cast of characters, but if you're ever in New York City... Um, and you see that the woes are playing, odds are I'll be playing with them. Uh, so go see them. Go see us. Um, and then, yeah, so there's not really much that you can look up for me. Occasionally, uh, I'll play not even really much anymore, uh, but I used to, before we moved to Los Angeles, occasionally play with uh, my friend of the show, Jeff Rosenstock punk rock icon, indie DIY guy, and nicest guy in the world, uh, Jeff Rosenstock. Um, yeah, but uh, I haven't played with him in a while, but we uh, I used to play with him whenever he did the Chris Gethard show, and that was fun. So go look those up. Um, and, I mean, he's got a real drummer now. I mean, he always had a real drummer. This guy, Kevin, who's uh, the best drummer I've ever seen. Uh, hey, 
Jeff Rosenstock comes to your town, go see him. He and his band, they are great. Uh, Dan K. asks, do you want your kid to listen to the podcast when he gets older? No, I don't, I don't know. Who cares? <clears throat> I don't think anybody should listen to the podcast, to be honest. Um, uh-oh. Now, the baby is crying. Uh, you hear that? Okay. Maybe take another break and be joined by a special guest. All right, we're back, and I got another crib update for you. I've taken the baby out of the crib, and I've changed his diaper, and now he's sitting on my lap looking at me, and I'm feeding him a bottle, and now he's smiling at me. (laughs) All right, so if you hear any slurping, you hear any burping, that's not me. It's a baby drinking out of a bottle and then being burped by his dad, me. You don't seem happy about this situation. Ah, there you go. You're cool. All right. And you don't like this? Why'd you stop eating? Oh, man. <laughs> Are you confused why I'm talking and nobody's here? Mm, that might be confusing. Um, Let's see. Okay. All right. Uh, Gil asks, uh, will you share a playlist of your favorite music? I would love to do that, Gil, um, because my son does not care about my favorite music. Right? Isn't that right, bud? Um, I used to, when I had Spotify, I would make kind of these monthly playlists of what I was listening to. I don't have Spotify anymore uh, because, look... I support artists. I subscribe to Apple Music. But, uh, so I'm on Apple Music now. I don't know if you can make public playlist. Apple Music, like, that's all the music I want. So that's nice. Like, listen to that. I'm not giving my money to Spotify, but I'm also giving it to Apple. So, I mean, six of one, half dozen of the other. I guess Apple's better than Spotify in terms of, um, not trying to completely decimate the podcast industry. So that's one thing. Um, all that to say is, yeah, I'll put together a, a playlist, um, he says, with no intention to actually do it. Um, I would like to, and I'll probably, if I do, I'll probably post it on Apple Music um, and not on Spotify. So you'll have to go and look at all the songs and recreate it yourself on Spotify. And then you can share it publicly and be like, this is Tim's Mix. Or just pass it off as your own mix on Spotify, and then people will be like, what a glorious mix this is. What what great taste in music you have, Gil. Was it Gil who asked that? I think so. All right. Um, and then Parker said, short of that, I'd love to hear what newer artists or albums you've been enjoying over the past six months to a year. For some reason, I've always wanted to hear your take on Big Thief for a while now, if you have one. Um that would have been, Big Thief would have been the number one band that I called out um, in terms of uh, what I've been enjoying over the last six months to a year. I think uh, Big Thief is the best band going right now. I think they're in the middle of a run that is similar to Neil Young's early 70s run of just like super prolific, every album a classic, Um, you know, not even really a clunker, uh, song wise in the bunch. Um, so yeah, Big Thief, best band out there right now. Um, what else? I don't listen to a lot of new music. I'm bad at it. Um, when did that Waxahachie album come out? That last one is really good. I listen to that a lot. Um... What else do we listen to, bud? Um, I don't know when the last freaking uh when was that last real mellow Yola Tango record? Uh I think it was called There's a Riot Going On. Has there been one since then? Whatever. Um check that out. Um yeah. I don't know. I like whatever, you know, aging 
former indie rock guys like. Um, basically, if something gets like over an 8.0 on Pitchfork, I'm like, well, I'll check it out. And then nine times out of ten, I'm just like, yeah, this is what I'm looking for. Mellow and uh, nice. But yeah, Big Thief. Big Thief is... Hey, the headline here, if you take nothing else from this episode, Big Thief, good. Um, all right. Uh, Dan A. Ooh, this is a good question. <clears throat> uh, would you break your vegetarianism? If so, for what occasion slash reason? Um, I've only been a vegetarian for, I guess, like five coming on six years i guess that's not an insignificant amount of time um but uh yeah i i i would look here here are the reasons why i'm a vegetarian right uh the uh i'm kind of the all of the above guy right it's bad for the environment um it's bad for animal welfare um it's bad for um your health or you know i don't want to i don't want to make any judgments about uh people's own health situations but um i think the way that uh i think factory farming everybody can agree um is uh not the optimal way to produce um you know healthy meat products um but like it's it's a way to provide it cheaply whatever so like uh so I would have qualms about like stopping being a vegetarian and also because like it works for me. I do, you know, I don't eat great, but I eat more vegetables than I used to. Um, do I eat fake meat? Yeah. Should I minimize that? Yeah, I'm trying. I mean, that stuff is just as processed and gross as anything else. Um, but I've been itching. You know, what's messed up oh, now. Now the baby's in, uh, interested here you know what's messed up all the talk of that freaking um popeye's chicken sandwich that that took over the world i would love to know what that tastes like i would i bet i would love that sandwich but i can't can't eat it because i don't eat chicken right um i was thinking of taking a sabbatical a one day a week sabbatical where i could try (laughs) essentially all the fast food items um that have come out the quarter pounder with uh, the quarter pounder at McDonald's where they use um fresh beef instead of frozen beef apparently that's amazing right so what i would like to do i think i might do this um and this goes against like every reason why i'm a vegetarian but you know like for 2 months on a saturday every saturday i go and try one of these new um fast food right because like the chicken sandwich wars i'm fascinated by right though uh just kind of like the new the new offerings um and just have one a week for a couple months and then go back to my my regular lifestyle what's wrong with that huh i ask you what is wrong with that okay i had stopped down again because uh the baby wasn't eating its bottle. He was too distracted by this riveting show. So we finished the bottle. Now he's sitting in this little uh, playpen thing. You're going to hear him cooing and, and playing with some toys over there. And um, by the looks of it, struggling to maybe poop. Is that what you're doing? Yeah, maybe. Um, and I have another crib update, but this time not a baby's crib, more a crib um, that you would see on MTV's Cribs, uh, my home. Um, and the crib update is this. I have opened a window. It's a beautiful day outside, and I'm letting some air in. This has been your crib update for Tim. Uh, back to the questions. Um, Melanie asks a very mean question. If you could only use one condiment for the rest of your life, what would it be? Um, I'm a condiments guy. You can't limit me to just one. That's uh, it's insanity. You know what? I'm thinking, and I'm going to get a lot of flack. Thank God Tom isn't here for this. Thank God Tom is out on that bender, just making really uh, uh, 
bad decisions, irrational decisions, because he would he would he would kill me for this one. I'm gonna say mustard. Mustard is super versatile, right? You put it on a lot of stuff. Um, and it really jazzes things up, and I think there's a wide variety. Because if I said ketchup, it's like, yeah, ketchup is ketchup, right? You know, you're getting pretty much, uh, you know, the same thing. Any brand. There's a there's spicy mustard. There's honey mustard. There's a yellow mustard. There's Dijon mustard. I hope uh, this is keeping in the spirit of the question, Melanie, but um, I'm going to go mustard for its versatility, and I used to, uh, I, I did uh, this thing called the Whole30, it's like a cleansing diet back when I ate meat, and it's like cut everything out except for like meat and vegetables um, and certain condiments, um, and I think you could have fruits too, yeah, fruits, fruits, yeah, I'm going to say fruits, Um and mustard was allowed. I put mustard on freaking everything, and it was great. And eggs. You could eat eggs on it, too. Um, it was good. Uh, mustard. You put mustard on things that you, w- you wouldn't normally think you put mustard on, and it, it elevates it. Melanie, the answer to that is mustard. Uh, Patrick asks, Tim, I'm a 32-year-old guy who has never had Taco Bell. Should I have it at this point, or should I keep my streak going? If I do go, what do I order? I have no... Uh, dietary restrictions. Look, unless it's a streak that's important to you, keeping a streak going for no reason. Oh yeah, unless you're gonna get an award for not eating Taco Bell. Maybe the the award, the reward would be a longer, healthier life if you don't eat Taco Bell. But try it one time. Hey, if you go try Taco Bell, I'll go get that Popeyes chicken sandwich. How about that? Email me um, or sound off in the comments. Um, my favorite menu item at, at Taco Bell, Taco Bell is hands down my favorite, um, fast food place, especially now because so many vegetarian options, you can replace, uh, the meat in anything with either refried beans or black beans. Um, and everything is just reconstituted, you know, the, the same, uh, the same uh, ingredients over and over again, right? So you got cheese, you got various types of tortillas and taco shells, um, some of which are fluffy and fried, um, and you got uh, beans, you got meat. So anyway, the cheesy gordita crunch, I would suggest beans instead of meat, um, refried beans in there. Um, it's a hard ch- taco shell. I don't need to tell you people, but um, it's a hard taco shell. Um, I like it with refried beans. Um, they put some lettuce, they put some cheese on it, but then they fuse a soft, fluffy tortilla, I think a gordita shell, I think they call it, to the outside of it using cheese. And there's also this like tangy kind of white sauce on it. It's good. It's good crap. Um, it's, you know, it, it's gummy and weird and fast foody. But um, hey, if you like gross shit, I would recommend it. Um, I also really like the Crunchwrap Supreme. Um, yeah, it's basically the reason I like it. It's, and I know this is true of all Taco Bell stuff. It's kind of like nachos all wrapped up um, in in an easy carrying case. It's like a tostada shell. Um, again, I get beans instead of meat, um, but then they put you know pico de gallo, you know the you know, tomato and 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 onion and other things. Um, a lot of cheese. They put they squeeze some nacho cheese sauce in there. They put some sour cream in there, um, and then they take a giant soft tortilla and wrap it all up in that. So you, it's it's like a, a nachos platter that you can eat with your hands. Um, so that's what I would suggest. Look, if you want to keep the streak going, do it. You know, I'm not here to tell you what what to what to what to eat. Um, but let me know, and maybe, uh, hey, sound off in the comments. Should I take my uh, my Saturday sabbatical from vegetarianism? And what I'm saying is just one meal uh, a week for maybe six to eight weeks. Um, and if so, if you think I should, please sound off which menu items I should I should try. And keep in mind, look, please don't be like, oh, you should go to Hardee's and get this. We don't have Hardee's in New York, all right? Uh, so, uh, you know, look up and see 
if the fast food establishment that you're telling me to eat at is in New York or find out if I'm traveling, find out where I'm traveling to and find out if the restaurant is there and then let me know. Um, But tell me what fast food items with meat in them I should try if I do the six to eight week Saturday vegetarian sabbatical. Um, Michael Nelson says, uh, first time, long time, have you thought of proposing to the Doughboys, fellow HeadGum employees, to review the Timbo sandwich? I don't know how, uh, how much pull you have for something like that. Um, the Doughboys, one of my favorite podcasts on earth. I think Nick and Mitch are the funniest people on earth. Um, we met them (laughs) at, uh, a, uh, there were a series of headgum shows a couple of years ago in Chicago. They were doing them, and we were just like, like one of the greatest thrills of my life was hanging out in the green room, just like occasionally making small talk with with Nick and Mitch, um, nicest man uh, men in the world, um, and uh, yeah, uh, I would never ask them to review the Timbo because they're too nice, right? Like they would. If they didn't like it, they'd, they'd have to be polite about it. Look, I'm trying to become friends with these guys. I'm not going to be like, hey, review my sandwich. Um, but the Timbo sandwich, um, somebody else brought up the Timbo sandwich. Um, oh, Drivin' and Vibin', uh, who, hey, who's better than Drivin' and Vibin'? Uh, go check out their, their stuff. Um, has the Timbo proven to be a fad? Or are you committed to it for the long haul? Look, I could excuse you for thinking that it was a fad. I went really hard into the Timbo, um, really promoting it. Um, actually, someone on the Discord, uh, Reed Local, was very nice enough. Was nice enough to um, write it up in in a newspaper that she runs. Um, I still have to send her some some merch that was a year ago i should have uh i should have gotten on that i apologize if you're listening i apologize i'll send you some merch and stuff um but then i kind of fell off the timbo bandwagon it's because i had a kid and because there's a dang pandemic going and i got a lot on my mind a lot on my plate i'm thinking of maybe updating the timbo a little bit i have some ideas for improvements maybe a timbo 2.0 um you know, let me let, let me know what you think. Uh, but uh, yeah, I would know. Maybe maybe if I find the optimal look, I don't think the Timbo is perfect. I think we're. I don't think anybody or anything is perfect. We're all works in progress. So um, maybe a, f- a future iteration, call up the, those doughboys and be like, hey, you want to eat this sandwich? I think I'd have to go to L.A. and, like, make it for them. I wouldn't want them to have to make it their own. Because Tom made the Timbo one time. He's like, oh, it's pretty good. But he made it, you know, so half-assed and so wrong. It was a, a bummer. Max N. says, uh, thoughts on, asks, uh, thoughts on Basset Hounds? They're fine, I guess. Are they drooly? They seem like they might be drooly. Sophie Hemmings asks, possibly too serious. Nothing's too serious for me. I'm a serious man. What do you think of all the celebrity podcasts out there? I always wonder what you and Tom think of them as long-term podcasters. Hope that you and your family are keeping well. So there's this weird situation where like podcasting is a big thing now. It's, it's mainstream entertainment. And Tom and I started back doing all this back when it wasn't mainstream entertainment. Um, and I know that people, some people who did it back then are kind of have a chip on their shoulder about it. Like, Oh, why are these celebrities coming in? Oh, Hollywood's coming in. Oh, great. The thing is, I don't know. That's just the way that a medium develops. Like, I think it's cool that like, look, the tools are democratized. Anybody can have a podcast. You put it out there. Um, yeah, they have higher, bigger marketing budgets. Yeah, they have larger, uh, you know, better ability to promote their stuff and, and make the show bigger. Oh, no, the baby's coughing. You right, bud? Let me pick him up real quick. <laughs> You're okay. False alarm. We're just choking on some spit. He's very drooly right now. Um, yeah, but 
look, I'm not going to be mad that people care about podcasting now. Um, it's it's fine. It's a big tent. We welcome everybody. And people who are like, oh, I've been doing this for 15 years. And like, all right, well, if people like a celebrity show better, I don't know, the, the, make a better show or, 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 you know, or don't think that you have to be the biggest fish in the pond, right? Like Tom and I, complete guide, this thing, um, uh, you know, the Patreon stuff, like, it's fine. We're not like one of the biggest things in the world, but we're doing fine. We like it. We have a great audience. We have an engaged audience. We have a like wonderful um, fans and friends out there who are very supportive of everything. So, yeah, um, yeah, it's fine. Uh, the one thing I will say, it, eh, I won't even say. Um, what's the best dip, Christian ass? I I can't answer that. That's that's uh, that's insane. Uh, it's uh, like asking me to to choose a family member. Um, Nikki asks, "What's the hardest part of having a newborn?" I'm due in May, and I'm terrified. First of all, congratulations, Nikki, and you're gonna do great because uh, you have to. Like, uh, it happens. Uh, everybody, like, you're gonna have a baby, and the baby's gonna be there, and you're gonna deal with it. And um, millions of people do it every year. Um, and it's it's fine. It's going to be the best uh, thing, maybe the best thing. It is one of the best things that's ever happened to me, for sure. Hey, he's looking at me. It's the best thing that's ever happened to me, without a doubt. Um, it's hard because you don't get a lot of sleep. Here's the messed up thing. So you, you and this is my experience. This isn't everybody's experience, but um, you go to the hospital. Um, a baby is born. Um Everybody involved is very exhausted, whatever parent situation is there. And you sit, at least we were lucky, you know, we got to be in the hospital for a couple days after. But, you know, a baby needs constant attention, especially uh, in the first couple days. Nurses are coming in and out. They're, they're, they're you know, doing tests. They're doing all the all the stuff that we're so lucky to have access to. Um but you're just so tired, you get no goddamn sleep, and, like, it's sleep deprivation for, like, 48 to 72 hours, and then they're like, okay, and then they hand you this tiny baby, and they're like, put him in a car, and drive home, you're the most tired you've ever been, um, you're the most anxious you've ever been, and now it's time to make the most important drive of your life, like, you, yeah, it's, it's never been more imperative that, you uh you drive safely um so that was really scary for me um i drove home at like 15 miles per hour um the whole way and people were speeding by me and i was just like you fucking animals get off the road um but other than that i don't know it's it's tough you'll be sleep deprived somebody told me something they were like don't worry you won't even remember the first few weeks um and i was like well i want to remember it um and now I know what they mean. I'm a few months in. I don't remember. I know that I was. I remember, like, intellectually that I was sleep-deprived and, like, every couple hours. I was like, ah, oh, crap. I gotta, you know, you know, it never ends. But, like, now I only have fond memories of that time. So um, it's hard, but you'll do it because you'll do it. And everybody does it, and it's great, and you're going to be great, and everything's going to be great. Uh, Blitzkrieger says, uh, would you rather never hear another song again or never watch movies slash TV? Imagine soundtracks are not a conflict. That's a, that's a real Sophie's choice, Blitzkrieger. Uh, I think I'd want to keep music because I generally have music on all the time. And also TV rocks your brain, but I watch so much of it. You guys watching the new season of Top Chef? I'm actually really liking it. Um, Cam asks, what's your favorite free, what's your favorite freebie that an advertiser for the complete guide has sent you? We don't, I mean, we get some products. I'll be honest. Uh, we're hawking a lot of, uh, you know, supplements and stuff. Uh, uh, you know, 
wellness products. The only one that I really actually like is uh, Athletic Greens because that's just basically a multivitamin in drink form. Um, but we get sent a bunch of that stuff. So I like the fact that they, you know, sent us the overpriced Athletic Greens um, for free to try out. Um, and I think I will continue to be a customer, um, even though uh, it's expensive. And so I recommend you do that. Promo code guide, I think, or something. Um, yeah, but we don't really... Has there ever been... Driving and Vibin', uh, they're not an advertiser, but they sent us some some nice stuff. Um, that was nice, uh, like uh, these metal signs. Um, hmm. I don't know. We got free pants from... Indochino. You know, we just get like, you know, the product. It's fine. Uh, Greg E says, my girlfriend and I recently watched the 2015 Muppets TV show and were pleasantly surprised. Wow. I don't think I've even seen most of that. Um, She's become a Muppets convert now and is a diehard Pepe fan. What would be your top Muppets-related content for me to introduce her to next? We've struggled to find movies slash TV shows we're both into, so this could be a big deal. I gotta say, for my money, there's no better money movie than uh, the Muppet movie. Just well constructed, classic. Um, don't be like, hey, watch these episodes of the Muppet Show. The Muppet Show can be weird because it's a variety show, um, and it's 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 hit and miss, hit or miss. Um, I would do the Muppet movie. Um, I think the Jason Siegel Muppets movie is pretty good too. Um, from like 2010, I think. Um, it's silly, and uh, I mean, it's a freaking Muppet movie. Um, and then uh, there is a TV special, if you can find it. I think it's called, like, A Muppet Tribute to Jim Henson. It was after he died, um, and that's just a, it's a, it's a good one. It's, I don't know. Check them out. Oh, Muppet stuff is good. Eh, that's not true at all, um, but, you know. Um. Dave Mack asks, if it was perfectly legal and you would be perfectly healthy, except for normal post-surgery healing, how much would you sell a kidney for? I don't, I don't, I don't think I would. (laughs) I don't think I'd sell a kidney, Dave. And also, if it's perfectly legal, I feel like everybody would be doing it and, uh, you know, probably wouldn't be able to make that much. Um, anyway, uh... Susan asked, Tim, did you go to the school where your mom taught? Um, If so, did your teachers ever tattle on you? Um, No, I didn't. My mom was a third grade teacher for uh, a very, very long time in the school district, the next town over. So uh, it was very nice because like proximity, she was always home after school, whatever. Um, But uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't have been able. That sounds insane. Your mom's teacher at the school you go to? Yeah. Uh, you know, like, you'd hear other kids be like, oh, talking crap about your mom because she's, like, mean in class or something or giving too much homework, and you had to be like, hey, that's my mom. But you also had to be like, yeah, but I'm cool. Teachers stink, right? We all hate teachers. Don't teachers live at the school? And then, you know, it's like, no, the, she lives at my house. I see her. I've seen her room. Um, Natalie asked, does Complete Guide to Everything? Uh, fall have to fall within certain time constraints, or can you do a supersized episode every now and then? Uh, hey, there are no rules, baby. We can do whatever we want. Um, we try to constrain it to about an hour every week, um, because uh, I think that's enough. That's worked. We're 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 reluctant to change anything about the show, which is why we still have the same crappy stock music theme song. Um, the same format that doesn't work and actually isn't really a format. Um, I have a lot of podcasts that I listen to, or no, I have a handful of podcasts that I listen to as kind of comfort food. And I feel like, um, you know, if they radically change to, to, you know, format or, or anything about it, I'd be like, eh, maybe this isn't, you know, as good. So, uh, we don't generally do longer episodes. Also we're lazy. You know that. Um, okay. Natalie also asked, will you ever do a live show on the west side of the country, the USA? Yeah, I'd love to go to the west coast and do that. I'd love to freaking go and do a show anywhere, go into a room with more than a couple people. Um, but 
that's definitely something Tom and I were talking. Remember, um, like last year around this time when everyone was getting vaccinated and we're like, it's over, like everything's fine again. Um, and then like things didn't wind up being fine because there were like other variants that like, I don't know. But Tom and I were like, oh, as soon as things open up, people are going to have all this pent up energy. We should go out and do like as many live shows across the country as possible. And then all the people would come out and then we never booked those. And it was probably good because we would have had to cancel them. Poppy Brown asks, have you ever seen or are you planning to see Studio 666, uh, the Foo Fighters, uh, the bizarre looking Foo Fighters horror crossover? If you've seen it, did you enjoy it? No, I haven't seen it. Um, If you had told 16-year-old me that the Foo Fighters would be starring in a movie, um, a horror movie that's also a comedy, um, and that I would have... absolutely no interest in it and every time i see any kind of commercial or anything for it i would roll my eyes and um think it is cringe as the kids say 16 year old me would have been like what no what the hell happened to the world and then i'd tell him about the whole covid thing and he'd also be like what the hell is going on there and uh and then i'd be like don't get me started on who the president was um Who's the least famous person you've ever met? Spencer asks. Probably my son because, you know, he's like so few people know him, right? Like when I met him, when I met my son, he knew one other person. It was my wife and like he had never talked to her. He's pretty close with her from what I understand though. Um. What would you do to, uh, Nick CS, what would you do to guest on We Didn't Start the Fire, the Billy Joel podcast? I'm going to look that up right now. I didn't know that that was, uh, didn't start. Is this a joke that I'm not getting? Maybe it was a joke. I do know someone. Yeah. Maybe Nick. Nick, was that a joke? <sighs> um, Rach, Ratch, Rach. I think she uh, kind of yelled at us for getting it wrong. Uh, what's the deal with you and Ginger? Besties, frenemies, enemies. Spill the ginger tea. Um, Ginger's. Uh, me and Ginger are cool. I only see Ginger when I go over to Tom's, and I only go over to Tom's really to record the show um, because, you know, we don't hang out at apartments when we hang out. We hang out out in the world. It's New York City, baby. Um, Ginger is a sweet dog. Um, I think Tom gets her all, like, uh, riled up about me. I think Tom wants it to wants us to have some sort of rivalry or something. I think it's just a normal you know, guy and a a dog that his friend owns relationship that we have. She'll come up to me. I'll pet her. Um, I'm pretty good at petting dogs. So I think she's just like, Hey, maybe I'll go in for another pet. Um, but other than that, look, I think this whole thing, this whole feud, this whole thing in the media and the tabloids picking up on the Tim ginger, uh, you know, uh, rivalry, it's overblown, all right? We're fine. You know, behind the scenes, we're really close. Um, all right, I think we're going to wrap it up here. Let's see if there's one more. Carrie said no no question. Just very excited for this. Thank you. Um, Thoughts on Basset Hounds? I answered that. Um Okay, this isn't a hack. Doug asked, the, that tofu tre- freezing tip you gave a while back was great. Freeze your tofu uh, and then defrost it if you want it to be uh, more um, meat-like. Um, any more vegetarian hacks? I don't have any hacks, but um, if you like burgers like I do and you don't eat meat like me um, and you don't want to always, like have an impossible or beyond burger because those are processed and weird and they have a lot there is a um a good recipe that i make all the time 
black bean burgers that actually you know have the have the bite of a of a uh, of a real burger. Um, from seriouseats.com, it's uh, Kenji Lopez Alt, um, who uh, it's called a really awesome black bean burgers. Um, get that recipe, try it out. If you're a burger man, you make them on the grill. You can make them uh, in a skillet. Um, hey, that's what I'm talking about. Um, all right, look been rambling for a while here um again tom if you're listening to this uh we're all worried about you please touch base please stop doing what you're doing come back um you know we hate to see you doing this to yourself um just kidding tom will be back uh we'll post the uh the next episode of books the podcast in the next couple of days, I don't have an exact ETA here, but hopefully this will tide you over. Um, hopefully you uh, can also hear my son banging around on all these toys back here. Do you want to say goodbye to everybody? Let's see if I can get them. Whoa, let's pick them up. You want to say it? No. You just want to touch the microphone? Say bye 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 bye. That's me, not the baby. No. All right. Well, for the baby, for Tom Reynolds, this is Tim. Uh, thank you for being a patron. Thank you, everybody, for, for sending in your, your questions. Uh, it's very nice. Um, really appreciate all, uh, you know, everything you guys do. We love you very much. Um, hey, sound off in the comments on a lot of things. You want to say anything? We'll see you in a couple days for Books the Podcast. Thanks a lot, everybody. Bye.